Are you satisfied with your understanding of sustainability? If not, like me, imagine a journey together, a pluralistic one, with innovators, startup, academia, NGO, all together looking for solution to the greatest challenge of our time. I'm Samuel Ettini, and this is The Sustainability Journey. Welcome to another episode, and today I'm very pleased to discuss something that is really a fundamental problem for humanity, water. How we can access clean water, and especially for communities. And we are doing this with a changemaker, somebody that has been working in the field, uh, in the emerging market all over the world. We do with Lisa Idrik, who is the co-founder and director of Nazawa Water Filter. She's also an expert in microfinance, women empowerment. So, Lisa, thank you so much for being here and to share your insight. Thank you very much, uh, Sam, to have me on board. I'm very uh, happy to be here today. You are now in Indonesia. So, as usual, we are just touching a new country for the podcast. I want to ask, what is your sustainability journey? What is your background? Yeah, so I have a background in uh, rural development sociology. I come from the Netherlands and I studied at uh, Wageningen University. And I got my first job abroad um, in 2007 to go to Indonesia and give relief aid after the tsunami. The tsunami in Indonesia killed uh, 250,000 people and the big part of um, West Indonesia was uh, destroyed. And I was... Uh, there with to to help with reconstruction whilst i was living there we had a a nice house but we did not have a connection to any uh, piped water and we had a well in our garden and that well had a very high iron content so it was a little bit brownish and we couldn't boil that water because it would already look like tea without having the tea taste so Boiling was not really an option. We could buy the water in like big jugs of 20 liters, but the people that were selling that water could not really guarantee that that water was safe. And uh, often we would read in a newspaper that the health department had tested that water and that they found a lot of E. coli bacteria. So we did not really trust that water either. And besides, at that time, we did not have a car. We were still young and doing everything on a bike and carrying a big jug of 20 liters on a bike. It's just a nightmare. So... Yeah, we come from the Netherlands. We are so spoiled. Um, we even flush our toilets in the Netherlands with mineral drinking water. So we were looking around like, why can't we find a water filter? And we found none. Uh, and that moment, my husband, Guido, he was traveling in uh, Brazil and he saw that water filters were sold on the market. And he brought a couple of filters with him back to Indonesia, which we put together in two buckets. So there was an upper bucket for the dirty water then we put a ceramic filter in the upper container and then the gravity would push the dirty water through the filter into a lower bucket and there was a tap so we could easily get like safe drinking water. And we just built that for ourselves. And then our friends and neighbors said like, hey, I need that as well. And they became very interested. And we, we were thinking like, okay, wait a moment. We have problems with our water, our friends, our neighbors. Oh, there are 260 million Indonesians that do not have safe water from the tap. Oh, and then we really started to think about it. And we realized that especially women in rural areas are carrying this, the burden of this lack of safe water. They have to spend a lot of time to fetch the water. Then it's still dirty. So then they still have to fetch a lot of time. Uh, they still have to spend a lot of time to fetch the fuel woods. Then they 
don't have a lot of savings, but then the precious savings that they have, very often they have to use to buy medicine for their children because they get ill because the water is not uh, safe to drink. And so relatively, those lower income households in rural areas are spending a lot of money just in order to get safe drinking water from the tap, which we in the Netherlands, you know, just consider for granted. So we were like, why can't we develop a water filter that's affordable for lower income households and that would empower especially rural mothers to purify the water for their children so that they would save time, they would save money and they would have a healthier life by using a filter in their house. Wonderful. And and Nazava there was born. So that was how Nazava was born. Yeah. Nazava means clean in Arabic. We are in Indonesia and the, the word for water in Indonesia is air, which you spell as A-I-R. And the English would say air, but we are not selling air. So we already knew that it's actually not Indonesian people that suffer uh, of lack of safe drinking water, but it's a global problem. So we were already thinking like, okay, an Indonesian word would be too confusing if we would like fulfill our global aspirations. So then we were looking for more global words. Uh, many Arabic countries suffer of uh, safe water as well. And I really like the flow of uh, Nazafa. It's, it's, it sounded like a wave. So that's why we picked Nazafa and it means clean in Arabic. So we thought it was uh, a suitable name for us. Wonderful. And, and how it works, Nazava? The filter that we use has a three-stage filtration process. It has the size of a, of a soda can, uh, so it's very compact and easy to ship, and it uses three stages of filtration. The first stage is ceramic. The ceramic has pores of 0.4 micrometer, and the bacteria that we want to filter out are 0.5 micrometer. This means that no bacteria can go through. And basically the bacteria are blocked by the ceramic. Next, the ceramic is impregnated with silver and silver kills the bacteria. That's for instance why in Italy, people throw silver coins in the fountains because they realize that by silver in the fountain, the water will be safer for drinking. Then the third stage is activated carbon. And activated carbon absorbs the chemicals and improves the taste and odor of the water. So that's three stages of filtration. And then the main technology that we use is gravity. So the filter is installed in the upper container and then gravity pushes the contaminated water through the filter. And then in the lower container, there's 16 liters of purified water. The filter can purify up to uh, 7,000 liters. But uh, nobody knows how much that is. Or do, do you know already how much water you drink today? Interesting. So it's, uh, you do, you know, I try. At least at least I try to get five or six liters. So, you know, 7,000 liters, that's actually a lot of days. Yeah, so that's for a family of about five people. It can last up to three years. But um, uh, how can people measure that? Is that we, when people buy the product, we scan the a QR code, and that activates the warranty. We give a one-year warranty. And then by uh, activating the warranty, we collect the phone number of the customer, and then we can send them reminding SMSs to ensure that they replace the filter in time. What I really like when uh, when we see the technologies that 
no power, no need for expensive things. Of course, uh, this is ideal for especially rarely even off grids. Can you share a bit some stories? Because some people, they will say, okay, is it really safe? Can you remove everything? Can you share some of the, and also how is the technicalities, you know, how the water is, is tested, how you do ensure that water is there? And also some stories of impact along this year. A water filter. So globally, the main problem is that people die of diarrhea. Globally, every year, over 500,000 children die of diarrhea. This equals 24 crashed Boeing 747s every week, 24. But we don't read about this in the newspaper. It's a silent death that we want to stop. Hence, our filter focuses primarily to get those bullets those evil E. coli bacteria out of the water. That's the primary function of our filter. So we can purify well water, tap water, rainwater, river water, basically any type of water. But unfortunately, we cannot remove arsenic or fluoride or salty water. Therefore, you need reverse osmosis, which is a very technical and um, energy uh, intensive technology. So by using our filter, uh, households basically do not need to boil their water anymore. So we replace the need for boiling the water on uh, wood, charcoal or LPG. And thereby we also generate carbon credits. Interesting. So you couple together, let us say the water and the energy needs in a way of, of, of a family. Exactly. Yeah. So what many people do not realize is actually that a water filter is like a cook stove <laughs> because, you know, there are globally, there are many projects to, that are called energy projects to help households get an energy efficient cook stove. But the impact that an energy efficient cook stove generates almost similar to the impact that a water filter generates because we reduce indoor smoke, we reduce the energy needs of the household, but we also improve the health because households do not consume E. coli bacteria anymore. And how you use carbon and uh, which is the role, the credits to ensure, you know, a further uptake or affordability of your technology? For Indonesia, we have already developed our carbon credit project and we have generated around uh, $500,000 now in carbon credits, which have been already been sold on the market. This revenue is basically used to make our products as affordable as possible. Yeah, so in Indonesia, our product costs $30. It's, it's really interesting because with $30, which is not, and of course, I'm sure you can reduce and even further, you can have impactful savings. The question is, are you only targeting Indonesia or you are also trying to have a global presence? Because I know the problems, especially from my perspective, you know, here in Africa. Are you also coming to this side of the world? Yes, we are. Yeah. Globally, 20 billion people depend on groundwater. And actually, in my house here in Indonesia, I also use a well. In many, many countries, the water utilities do not function or are not able yet to reach every household with a pipe with super safe E. coli free drinking, free drinking water. That is a huge challenge for most water utilities. So we do not only target customers in Indonesia, 
but also uh, we, at this moment we have presence in Kenya and Ethiopia. And then we also work through distributors in uh, Mali and India. But then we also work with global NGOs. So for instance, we have sold uh, 20,000 units to uh, UNICEF for uh, victims of the war in uh, Ukraine. Last year, we also shipped uh, around 10,000 filters to Venezuela through UNICEF. Basically, we try to be everywhere, but yeah, that's still a bit challenging because we're still a rather small uh, organization. But our, our main presence at this moment is in Indonesia and Ethiopia and in Kenya. Can, can I ask you, well, what is a bit your impact? How many filters you have? You have seen big numbers now with UNICEF and of course in this area. How many households are you covering? And can you share a bit also the impact, how you have seen before and after the filter, the diarrhea and other orofecal diseases in these households? I don't know if you have this data. Yeah, so globally, we have sold over uh, 250,000 uh, products in more than uh, 32 different countries. Thereby, we have reached over uh, 800,000 people with access to safe drinking water. And together, those households have saved over $11 million in household expenditures because the water purified by Nazafa is much more affordable than boiling the water on charcoal or LPG or buying water from refill stations. So we have contributed to over $11 million in savings and we've also contributed to over 133,000 tons of carbon emission reductions by replacing the need to boil water and then every filter that is used in a household generates a reduction in time saved by women for 139 hours which equals three weeks of work so by using a filter mothers can now have three weeks holiday theoretically, but it's three weeks of time that they normally use accumulatively in a year. That's the time they need to fetch the wood, boil the water and treat their water. So that are our main uh, impact data. And then um, in Indonesia, we're also certified by the gold standard for the global goals. And through that uh, standardization process, they have not only accredited NASAFA for our improvement on access to safe water, which is SDG 6, but also for uh, SDG 1, which is uh, no poverty, SDG 3, which is good health and well-being, SDG 5, gender equality, SDG 8, decent work and economic growth, and then as well SDG 13, which is climate action, and SDG 15, uh, life on land. So we've already been accredited, to contribute to seven of 15 SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals. And it's really interesting because if you can see, and I like, this is why we also, from, as we say in the podcast, we are a very diverse range of guests from the academias to startups to tech people, but also people at the bottom of the pyramid solving problems to the people that are suffering the most, the most vulnerable, the one more more affected by the, the big problem of sustainability and climate change. $30 water filter and is having a wonderful impact. It's a frontline impact to solve the diarrhea problem, the orofecal diseases, and as well, literally freeing up three weeks, as you said, power women, that's a lot of time and can enhance participation. So I can see exponential use for just as very small relatively small investment. 
You, you really say that you are now opening up from the Indonesia, of course, where you are most established and you are core market. Now you have started in, uh, in Africa. I'm very glad you said Kenya, our neighbors, Ethiopia and other countries. You also have an impact with UNICEF also during the war, now the war in Europe. We want to ask, what is your way forward? Which are the future milestones? Where do you want to take Nazava? Yeah, so by 2030, we want to be the number one household water filter impacting 10 million people globally. That's our goal. And therefore, we have our primary market in Southeast Asia. And then the biggest focus is uh, Indonesia, which has already, uh, by now, already 270 million households, uh, people. And then uh, we want to focus on East Africa. That is very interesting. And then last question that I want to ask, are you also looking at manufacture capacities in the countries? So where do you manufacture the thing? It's the easiness also of sometimes one of the big problems for filter is the easiness of this uh, uh, repair or spares. How do you look at that? So at this moment, our products are uh, manufactured in Indonesia. We have a manufacturing plant with the capacity to produce over 10,000 filters per month. And we're looking also to start a manufacturing plant in Kenya because our filter housing, it's like uh, quite bulky. So we're transporting a lot of air basically from Indonesia to Kenya. So uh, yeah, indeed our plan is to start uh, manufacturing in Kenya as well. So that it will be easier to help the people in East Africa obtain our product as well at low costs. And this is very interesting. So I asked this question because sometimes that is one of the hindrances, you know, for these products and really having products here built here, building capacity and having spares ready available also can reduce even lower the, the affordability. I think it's really interesting. I really liked it's really important and you can see sometimes, you know, the, the ingenuity at the bottom of the pyramid solving real problem to people. Lisa, I want to ask you, to the people that are listening to us for your final message, what do you want to leave us? I'd like to tell that uh, anybody that's in Kenya at the moment can purchase our products through Jumia. It's easy to uh, to get. And I know uh, households uh, in Nairobi are spending more than $200 per year on the, the water that's currently being sold in the jugs. So, and our filter lasts uh, three years. So that's... Uh, expenditure of uh, $600 in three years. And in Kenya, our product, unfortunately, is not $30, but $50. But still, then you can save $550. So uh, that's what I would like to tell anybody that can afford it to check out our products on uh, Jumia. And for anybody else that's listening, and if you are happen to be active in the war sector, really try to look for market-based solutions to reach SDG 6. At this moment, I see that most of the wash funding that's available is going to water utilities, which are not able to provide E. coli-free, safe drinking water to the households. And I really think that we need more demand generation and more support of products that really generate a long-lasting impact. Yeah, that would be my uh, my call to action to the people that are uh, listening. And I really hope to work uh, together. We're always looking for uh, partners that can help us further with uh, finding clients, uh, finding new partners, uh, helping us on our marketing. 
and uh, funding strategy as well. We're currently raising uh, $1.5 million to reach 4 million people in Kenya alone. That's for our Kenyan uh, operations. One more thing I want to inform everybody. I'm not sure if I mentioned it yet, but we are one of the few products available on the Kenyan market and also the Indonesian market certified by the World Health Organization for bacteria removal. And that can, our test reports can be found online as well. And this is a wonderful call to action. You can certainly see a change maker at the bottom of the pyramid try really to, to foster a very important SDG, water and access to clean water. And we can see, and I can see also, I can testify the impact of this very common action of to put yourself a glass of water in your mouth and how important is that we can ensure that that glass of water contains clean, safe and bacteria-free water. It's really the front line, a step forward also to help and also empower women. Thank you so much, Lisa, for your work. Thank you so much for your wonderful passion. Perfect. So this is also very important because to ensure safety for customers and also have credential and standards. Thank you so much, Lisa. It's been a pleasure and an honor having you. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, Sam. Are you satisfied after this wonderful episode? Let's continue together our sustainability journey.